Hello, 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 and welcome to the 33rd episode of Mixed Media Reviews and the last episode of the season. My name is Kelsey, and today I'll be talking about a movie. This week's movie is Free Guy. As you may have guessed from the title and the fact that I just said that it was Free Guy, this is not the new Batman film. I was going to watch that, but my TV had logged me out of HBO Max, and it was honestly just easier to watch something else on a different platform than to try to figure out what that was. Um, And I hadn't seen Free Guy yet, and that was something that I had wanted to watch, so I figured I'd just check it out finally. I am pretty sure I had seen the trailer for this movie at some point, but I do not remember anything about it. I knew it was an NPC in a video game becoming like self-aware, and I also knew that Ryan Reynolds was going to be in it. And that was all I could remember from that trailer. So I guess I didn't remember nothing, I'd remembered those two things. I'm also going to try to not be too spoilery today. There will be things that I say that I'm going to try to keep vague, but you may or may not be able to figure out what I'm talking about just by listening. So just keep that in mind if you have not seen the movie yet. From Rotten Tomatoes in Free Guy, a bank teller who discovers he's actually a background player in an open world video game decides to become the hero of his own story, one he rewrites himself. Now in a world where there are no limits, he's determined to be the guy who saves his world his way before it is too late. Free Guy was actually really good, and now looking at the scores on Rotten Tomatoes, I see I definitely could have expected more from it than I originally did. It was very much more well-liked than I thought it had been. I didn't think that it was going to be really good, but it was honestly a pretty well-thought-out movie. It had a little more depth than just an NPC in a video game taking over, like I thought it was going to be a little bit more silly, but it genuinely had some good moments. I think there was a lot of little details that I really liked that they threw into the movie to make it feel like a video game, like guy's ATM passcode is just 1111, uh, a car in the background randomly changes color, you know, all the game graphics that pop up when he puts on his sunglasses and all the crimes that were occurring constantly in the background and people just kind of walking around, uh, the random punches to people's faces. Uh, definitely made it feel more like a video game while not having necessarily the graphics of one, right? Like they're they're still filmed in it's regular like live action style. It's not like a CGI version, even though they did have moments of that where we're kind of looking into the game, which I think it makes sense that it was still live action because this is kind of from Guy's point of view and it feels very real to him. So why would the graphics feel or look unreal, you know? if that makes sense. And just real quick, I had no idea that Joe Keery or the beloved Steve Harrington and Taika Waititi were in this. My brother says he told me, but I do not believe him because I do not remember that happening because I feel like I would have immediately then watched this way sooner, like as soon as he told me, if I had known that. So pretty sure he's a liar, but (laughs) I was very excited to see both of them in this. It also had Utkarsh Mbutkar, which I hope I'm saying his name correctly, who is in Pitch Perfect, The Mindy Project, and Never Have I Ever, which I loved all three of. He's also in Ghosts, which I have heard great things about, but I have not seen it yet. Uh, I actually think I watched the first episode. I might have watched the first episode of the British version of Ghosts. Anyway, I need to watch it for sure. 
And then there were a lot of uh, other surprises, different people that I won't name because uh, I don't want to spoil it, but they were great and I loved every single one. Uh, some of them were just a voice role and then others were like an actual physical role. Both types of cameos were definitely great. Uh, like I said earlier, this movie had way more depth than I thought it was going to have, especially for, as my brother put it, essentially a rom-com. I mean, yes, it was a bit of an action-packed movie, but at the heart of it, it really was just a romantic comedy. I like that even though it could have been much more superficial than it was, that once Guy kind of wakes up, he just kind of goes on an adventure and forgets about everything and everyone else, but he doesn't. I love that we see him constantly coming back to his best friend, Buddy, and that friendship remains a constant throughout. And it just kind of adds a little extra layer, I think, into the movie that could have easily been left out, uh, in a bad way, easily left out. But instead, they continue to have that friendship be prominent and on screen, and I really like that. There's this point in the movie where Guy and Millie are in the stash house, um, and Guy is off to the side. This is in the Channing Tatum st uh, stash house. She's fighting some bad dudes, and he's just kind of crouched next to a car watching her. And there's this part where he makes this really dumb face, and I really loved it. And that's, that's it for this note. <laughs> that's just all I put down was his face. Um, and then just his face in that specific moment. Not all the faces he makes after that, even though they're all so great. Um, it's like the initial face before it goes back and forth between watching her and seeing his face. And it was just the best face. The best is just, it was the best face. I loved it. <laughs> and moving on. I think this movie did a really good job of switching back and forth between the video game and the real world. There were a few times where the switch was just absolutely like chef's kiss perfect. I love seeing the Channing Tatum avatar and then the real life Maddie Cardropol? Cardropol? Car Maddie Cardropol. Car, car, I don't know how to say his last name. I tried looking it up and I couldn't find any videos of people saying his last name. Um, but that guy, who is also in Stranger Things and like a million other things, uh, that was funny. And I think that they blended these kind of separate worlds really well. It never felt really jarring to go from one to the next and it always helped move the story forward by showing us what was happening on both sides. Visually, I think they did a great job of depicting the video game reality versus the real world. I loved the set design for the video game so much. The interior spaces of both guys and buddies' apartments were just perfect. They have like a rendered feeling to them. Not quite real, but still looking real because obviously it's, you know, a live action, but they had that rendered quality to them where the details were just not quite as, as there. Everything was very flat, very organized, very put in a place. Um, and I really loved that. I also really loved Channing, Channing Tatum's stash house. It reminded me of the rare book and manuscript library at Yale. And if you don't know what that is or what that space looks like, definitely Google it. Uh, it's a gorgeous space and it, you'll immediately see the similarities and it's probably a direct inspiration. The walls uh, for the library are very thinly cut marble. So sunlight gets filtered through that marble and the inside has like this warm glow about it. In a lot of the pictures, it's more reddish 
even though the marble itself is more of a white and black striation. I've never been in the space, so I don't know what it actually looks like in person because I've seen pictures where it is kind of a dim filter light that looks more realistic than the red. Um, but whatever, that's, I'm going on a tangent now. <laughs> um, but the slabs of marble are set within like this concrete grid structure that's kind of not super linear, but has a little bit of curve to it, uh, which is like directly what it looks like in that stash house. So pretty sure, again, it's a direct like inspiration from it, even though I think they used onyx or something, not a marble, but gorgeous space. And I really loved his stash house because I like the library so of course I'm gonna like the stash house um, and I love that when you contrast these um, these digital spaces in a way with the real world spaces you notice just how much messier and lived in the real world ones are they have more detail more depth more color even without people in the sets you'd easily be able to tell which spaces were real and which were virtual the set designer just did such a great job. I love every single set, uh, especially the into the, what was it, the gamer's lounge or whatever, how it's just like these doors that have no, like they're just doors floating there. There's nothing behind it or anything. You just walk into these doors and then you're in that space. I loved everything. Um, Free Guy was apparently filmed in Boston, but they made the city feel like it was a still a virtual city, even without the graphics provided by the sunglasses. Many video games, you know, use real world inspiration, so it wouldn't be too far off that the city resembles an actual city, which of course in this case is Boston. But they added the generic city things that made it that, that much more like a video game, you know, like the emblem on the outside of the bank that guy works at and all of the like signs and everything else that's kind of around. Not to mention you add in all the NPCs with their generic dialogue and it's like you're right there in a video game. And then switch to the architecture scene at the end of the movie where everything was much more like fantastical uh, because of that world. And you can see the difference in the spaces of one trying to mimic reality versus one that was not really trying to mimic reality. Uh, I, I think it would be so fun to be a set designer for e movies, but especially a video game where the physics and building methods aren't as important. Uh, you can see like tons of water streaming off those buildings, which uh, the logistics of that would be a nightmare if not, you know, make it impossible basically. Uh, and I just, I love seeing the way that they represented that architecture. This kind of became an architecture uh, episode, but that's all right. <laughs> Honestly, there wasn't really anything in this movie that I didn't like. I thought it was really well done. Uh, that being said, I'll just mention a few things I maybe wish that they did more of. I definitely would have liked to see Joe Curie in the video game setting like more. I thought he'd jump in at some points, but he never really did except for that one time. And I wish we got to see more of his character in the game. I thought that would be really fun. And while this is something they did touch on with snippets from the real life gamers from Twitch and YouTube, I think I would have enjoyed just a little bit more discussion or emphasis, I guess, on, and this is probably a big spoiler, but also maybe an obvious one that people would piece together even before watching it. Um, but the fact that they actually had AI created 
and that Taika Waititi's character was kind of mass murdering, like, AI life, um, which seems like it'd be a big deal. We definitely got the people, like, kind of waking up, I guess, to their behavior towards these NPCs, but the main characters didn't really seem to have much of a discussion about it. That was kind of something that was going on outside of the world, um, having an effect, of course, on, on them and what they were doing, but it wasn't really something they were talking about, and I think that could have been something that they went into more detail, I guess, about the fact that Guy was actual AI, but again, I still think this movie was really well done, so those two things aside, and even not aside, even taken together, I still think this movie was great. I definitely recommend, obviously, watching Free Guy. Whether you like rom-coms or you like action movies, I think it really does have someone something for everyone. Uh, it was quite well done, like I've said, and I really loved the ending. I mean, I also loved the beginning, the middle, the bits in between, but the ending was really great. Like I said in the intro, this is the last episode of the season. I cannot believe it. I'm hoping to spend the next few weeks recording some episodes so I can feel a bit more freedom like in the season two to not have to record every single weekend, but I guess we'll see. I do have four weeks off, so hopefully I will do something, but I will also be needing to study for some of my exams. So there you have it. Those are my thoughts on the final movie of the season, Free Guy. Thank you so much for joining me today and throughout the first 33 episodes. I really appreciate you taking time out of your life to listen to me rant about things, and probably in really incoherent ways, so thank you for sticking with me. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Mixed Media Reviews Podcast. Please leave a comment to say hello or give me some feedback. You can also find me anywhere you find your podcasts, probably. I will be back Saturday, August 6th at 3 p.m. Have a wonderful rest of the day and a wonderful rest of July. Bye!